0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. If you've been the last listener that's been listening to our program, We have been going through the State of Theology. This is a Ligonier Ministries survey that they do every two years. And, uh, man, you could take it yourself. Just go to thestateoftheology.com. You can see how you would fare on these questions. And it covers, of course, um, pretty much all the important, uh, at least um, by subject, all the important sections in Scripture. Uh, This is statement number 22. Again, not a very controversial question at all. Nope. Uh God chose the people he would save before he created the world.
1: I'm just I'm going to just I'm going to spin something positively here that we have cleared out so many of our listeners. But if you think about it this way, if you're still listening, the number of listener to actual radio host is off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> so like right now it's like for every listener you have four radio hosts, that's right. one to four. That's, a, oh, that's right. an incredible
0: ratio. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. You know, <laughs> the answer to this question really depends on how many people are reading their Bible, mm. um, because it is, you know, I've, I do remember the days when, um, you know, I talking to a, a future in-law, and they're saying, well, you guys believe in predestination you know I wanted to tell her that that was a word that was in the Bible um the the very word elect and predestination and these things they're in the in the Bible and very clearly uh the you know the the question the statement God chose the people he would save before he created the world that is actually in the Bible in a, in ephesians uh chapter one and by the he, way
0: thirty nine percent of evangelicals only only thirty nine percent agreed.
2: Yeah, that means right. 60% of evangelicals disagreed with that. What have they been taught in their church? What have they read from their, the Word of God? Have they even made it to the book of Ephesians, which opens up where it says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. This is Ephesians 1.4. Uh, this is right after Paul has greeted us. Uh, many, uh, many of these evangelicals really love to quote, you know, We know that um, God works all things together for good. And then they do a full stop there. And yet the the next, the remainder of that verse, for those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he called, and those he called, he justified those he justified, he also glorifies. Yeah. So, you know, this whole chain of salvation it begins before the foundation of the world. You know, I
0: told my friend uh, recently, he um, a really good brother of mine, we, we don't agree on, on the issue of Calvinism versus Arminianism, but he said to me, hey, I'm going to start a study with uh, one of my friends on the book of Ephesians. And I said, you
3: better not do that
0: <laughs> you, you don't study Ephesians because then you might start believing in election and predestination because it's right there in the passage
3: yeah it's right there in ephesians it's right there in romans nine uh, and it, it, i would I would recommend a book um if if you're listening to this and you, you've you've kind of you know, perhaps had uh, Negative association with the, with what's called the doctrine of election or or the doctrine of predestination, uh, where I first got my mind and heart cracked open on this to what the Bible actually teaches, is way back in college days uh, when I read uh, Knowing God by G. I. Packer, mm. <laughs> and which has a wonderful chapter on the doctrine of election. Uh, and I, I I really recommend it um, if you'd like to begin to see it from a from a biblical standpoint
2: phil i got i've got arrested by uh, j.i packer too i was reading a little book that he wrote called evangelism and the sovereignty of god oh yeah and that one and it and it brought up those same issues you know i think that our by nature all of us want to say we've done something to in order to you know we don't like to receive things simply gratis simply by grace we want, you know, when somebody does something for us, we want to pay it back somehow and or we want to have deserved it. And so uh, this is, the, that's where we are naturally. And so we take that natural instinct into this whole doctrine of salvation and that, and so it uh, first offends our senses and before it oftentimes calms our fears. Mm-hmm. And this is a doctrine that really is a, this is a doctrine that that really speaks comfort to us, you know, when we really embrace it, because we're not going to fall in and out of that salvation. He is going to, He that began a good work, remember, it's Him that began it. He that began a good work is going to bring it to completion. Mm-hmm. That's that's the wonder of it.
1: Yep, yeah. I'm going to just. Give a plug again for the conference this coming fall. Yeah. We've had two speakers that have written helpful books on this topic. Um, so our, one is Dr. Beaky. He just published a book. He's not going to be a speaker at our conference. No, but he was a speaker, and he's written a helpful book on. That was really on, confusing. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. You just weren't <laughs> listening Again. <laughs> He wrote a helpful book on this that just came out, and we'll have copies at, at the next conference. It's Calvin on Sovereignty, Providence, and Predestination. Mm. And then also um, Cornelis Venema, not the speaker this year. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but a speaker from previous years wrote a book called Chosen in Christ, and we also have those available as well. So we will have books that are available. This is this is this a can be a difficult topic because— It goes against our nature, um, because at the end of the day, um, our hearts are inclined towards works righteousness, Mm -hmm. that we want to earn our salvation, that we want to do something. Grace actually is glorious, but it's actually offensive to our human nature. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so it's only when we're captured by grace that we begin to see some of the glory of oh, my salvation wasn't the works of my own hands. It's the work of a a sovereign, gracious God that did not look through the corridors of time and say, ooh, I think I see potential there, or I think I see something there. What he said is, I am looking through the corridors of time, and I see a whole ocean of undeserving sinners. And out of sheer grace, I'm going to bring that one to myself, and this one, and this one, and this one. Yeah. And I know it's offensive on some level, but it's incredibly comforting and secure in the other because it means yes. that if it was a work of a sovereign God before the creation of the world, I'm safe. Yeah.
3: Yes, well, and you know the the objection to the doctrine of election or, or sometimes that, as we've been calling it predestination the objection is, oh, that's not fair. You know, God, God needs to be fair. And what I'd really like to point out, and, and I'm not going to berate anybody about this doctrine. I think the Bible clearly teaches it. But I would just encourage the listener, if you're finding this a little bit, oh, wow, I, I just don't know what to do with this predestination stuff. The whole Bible is about God's electing purpose in the world. The whole Bible. Why did did God choose Abraham? Why did God choose the Jews? My ethnic ancestry is really Heinz 57, but my name is Irish, so I'm going to claim Irish descent at the moment. I could sit here and be offended, hey, wait a minute, what do you mean God chose the Jews? What about the Irish? What, there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with the Irish?
1: Well, you know, let's not get into that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's we, true. We can't yeah, afford yeah, to lose more I mean, listeners. We, we could
0: give reasons,
3: because we have you in the studio <laughs> with <you>. us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But, right. now obviously I'm being facetious, or I could humbly bow to God's sovereign choice. God is working out a purpose in the world that's much bigger. God's, God's heart and mind are infinite. Mine is tiny and limited. So... Who am I to challenge to question God, in the, that He chose the Jews, and 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 through them, light shone for all the nations. God God knew what yeah. He was doing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. um, I want to ask one question before we run out of time. So you you guys did a really great job about answering some of the objections.
3: Can I can but I just
0: I, give a
1: resource real quick that yeah. would help with some of this? Two things. One, I would slowly and prayerfully read through Romans nine through eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And then second. I would read through article one of the canons of Dort. And what you'll find is, or the first main head, all of the articles that are in, in that first section of the canons deal with election and reprobation or the not choosing. Yeah. And each of those sections is going to give you biblical references. Um, And so they're, they're laying out the biblical case for election and you don't have to accept that it it's true because the canons say it. I, I want you to read scriptures. through it and look at the scriptural references that they're making use of and say, oh, I understand they're just compiling what the scriptures say about it. That's right. So I would use those two resources.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So we've we've talked about the fact that the Bible says the, t- the Bible teaches election. We've answered some of the objections, but I want to ask the last question. Why does this even matter? Like, why are... I mean, I okay. So don't don't overinterpret the the question. But like, I know the Bible says it, so obviously it matters. But why why does this matter so much to God that he um, he teaches it over and over again? Jesus teaches it, Paul teaches it, the New Testament authors teach it. And I want to give one answer, and maybe you guys have more. But in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 48, God gives us this glimpse of why he does everything that he does. This is his one motive for everything that he does. He says, for my own sake, for my own sake, I do it. For how should my name be profaned? My glory, I will not give to another. One Mm -hmm. of the reasons why he insists on teaching this doctrine of election is because the giver gets the glory. If God is the one that is giving all the grace and he leaves no Mm -hmm. merit, no ounce, no part of it up to us, then he gets all, all the glory. I don't get 1% of it. And God is jealous for his glory, and it's good for us. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there is absolutely nothing, as the Apostle Paul says, for us to boast about uh, in our salvation. All all the glory goes to Mm -hmm. God from start to finish.
1: There's a key phrase in the book of Jonah. It comes right in the heart of the book, and I think it's really the, the heart of this whole issue. Where in the end of Jonah two, it says, salvation belongs to the Lord mm-hmm. and that's the heart of not just the book of Jonah, that's the heart of redemption history mm-hmm. yes, that salvation belongs to the to the Lord and yeah. why? because he's the sovereign one that governs over all things that refuses to share his glory with another yeah yeah and this is just another way of saying that that God is most glorious because he is
0: the one in which salvation alone rests. Mm -hmm. And Paul says the same thing in 1 Corinthians at the end of chapter 1. He says, because of him, God chose the things that are foolish. God chose the things that are weak. Because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Good deal. Well, you've been listening to Gospel for Life. We hope that you uh, tune in with us next time. If you've missed any of our broadcasts, you can subscribe to our podcast on your app and you can rebuild our listener base. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.